Welcome back to the Only Cure for Borderline Personality Disorder podcast. I'm Shamola Del Rosario. I'm 53. I'm a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and I've lived with distorted perceptions for my entire life. I had been convinced that there was something fundamentally wrong with me and that I was unfixable. But about a year ago, I stumbled across Brian Barnett, and from that moment, my misperceptions began to unravel. So as I continue to do the inner work to root out the underlying subconscious core beliefs that my feelings are inherently irrelevant and shameful, devoid of worth, and therefore so am I, I'll be using this podcast platform to share my insights and thoughts. I strongly suggest that you do subscribe to thelastsymptom.com, which is a free resource that I have had and continue to have the privilege of learning from. And just to be clear, These are my personal experiences and insights. I'm not qualified in any field of emotional or mental health and anybody that chooses to listen is responsible for their own thoughts, feelings and actions. I hope you're all well and thank you so much for all your messages. I really do appreciate them. You know, I've just checked on the downloads and I cannot believe that there have been over 5,000 This is truly, truly humbling. Thank you. Thank you so much. Something something happened recently that I wanted to share. So one of my daughters rides a bicycle. She's got one of those rear child seats um, on and takes my little granddaughter all, all over the place. With helmets, of course. She loves it. They both love going out on adventures. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, They had an accident and fell off the bike. My daughter didn't tell me at the time. She waited until I visited and then told me about half an hour later. It was obvious that they were both okay, apart from some small bruises and scratches. She hadn't wanted to tell me over the phone, thinking my imagination would run away with me. You know, thinking that it was more, more serious than it actually was. Anyway, my daughter explained that she hadn't seen a small pothole until it was too late. And then they were both on the floor and my granddaughter was crying and scared. So when my daughter was comforting her and checking her for injuries, she was still crying and said, I'm sorry, mummy. My daughter told her that she'd done absolutely nothing wrong. She'd got nothing to be sorry about. Mummy was sorry. And she went on to explain that it was just an accident and showed her the pothole and said that mummy needed to be more careful. Her next words did sting. She said, I don't want her to ever feel responsible for something that's not her fault, like I did. My granddaughter just said, don't worry, grandma, it was an accident. She then told me all about this accident, proudly showed me her little bruises, and then we played hide and seek. But this got me to thinking about myself and why I do say sorry so often. And I wondered whether you guys find that you're always saying sorry too. I can't recall ever being told what sorry meant. I just knew I had to say sorry. It was like, please and thank you. These three words had become ingrained in me. You know, please if I wanted or needed something. Thank you for whether or not I got it. 
and sorry for, for everything else. I'd been told to say sorry for things I had done and for things I hadn't done. I'd been told I didn't look sorry enough. I'd been told to think about why I'm sorry. I'd admitted to things that I hadn't done and took the blame for others. You know, just say sorry. I've got a thick skin. I'd said sorry because I'd be I'd I'd wanted to be seen as a good person. You know, putting others first. That it was best to think less of yourself because being humble is being good. I've said sorry to avoid conflict at all costs. You know, saying sorry to friends because I'm worried that they're angry with me. Anything to avoid conflict. That different perspective, because a different perspective meant, you know, being hurt, shamed or emotionally abandoned. So I have said sorry for all sorts of reasons. And I haven't really been sorry at all. I mean, I've realised now that me saying sorry was connected to shame. You know, apologising for existing. I am what's wrong. Not guilt, as in I did something wrong. Because, you know, shame makes us try to conceal our core badness. Even using guilt at times. I did something bad because I am bad. If I've bumped into someone, I say sorry. And I am sorry. Well, I didn't intend to bump into them. So that sorry makes sense. If I'm late for an appointment, I say sorry. That sorry is true. I didn't intend to be late. And I am sorry to have inconvenienced you by being late. So that makes sense. If I forget to do something, I say sorry. That sorry again, I suppose is true. I didn't intentionally not do something. So that still makes sense. So sorry. Wishing I hadn't taken a particular action. Regretting something because it hurt me or somebody else or cost me or or someone else something emotionally or financially or got me or them into trouble or a result that I didn't like. Yeah, I've said sorry. But like I said, these sorries have been an attempt to conceal that core badness. You know, I'm sorry for bumping into you being late or forgetting something because I'm an idiot, a worthless piece of poop. These sorries have not, they've not been where I admit my own mistakes as mistakes and really take responsibility for my own actions. I hadn't given a true apology, an apology that confesses the depth of sorrow for hurting somebody else because I hadn't allowed myself to feel guilty, you know, just shameful. I mean, I've also given blatantly fake sorries too. I'm sorry if you were offended or if I did anything wrong. I'm sorry that you think I did something wrong. I'm sorry, but you started it. I'm sorry, I was only joking. I've already said I was sorry. You know, I didn't mean it. I will say sorry if you just stop talking about it. I suppose I should say I'm sorry. Fine, 
I'm sorry, okay? But an apology that is authentic. You know, when I've done something wrong, that was hard, really hard. That would mean publicly admitting to somebody that I've done something wrong, which meant saying I was bad at my core. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't let anybody know I was bad. But an authentic sorry, it's freely given, without conditions or minimising what has been done. So it involves understanding and caring about the person's experience and feelings. And it conveys remorse and a commitment to avoid repeating that that same hurtful behaviour. But, you know, rather than accepting mistakes, I'd actually run from them. I'd try to bury them, keep them hidden. Not only from others, but try to keep the truth hidden from myself. Deny it all. Forget it. Recreate it. Recreate my life. You know, to keep the dirty secret hidden. I'd move jobs and cities to start again. Do you know, once I actually spanned the globe, closed my eyes, I had a pin and I poked the spinning globe to see where I'd, I could go to start over. And my pin hit the Dominican Republic and within three weeks I'd taken my children to start over in a completely different world, different language, different culture, different climate, different everything. Just to avoid admitting mistakes. Mistakes that were human. Mistakes that deserved... I'm sorry. Mistakes that I could have learned from if I'd accepted and admitted them. But by recreating my life, I thought I could erase the mistake. That mistake belonged in a previous life. Like a book containing lots of different short stories. Not chapters of the same book. Each short story had its own beginning, middle and end. That was me, the main character, but in a different setting with different new characters in each story. It it does seem strange, doesn't it, that we can say sorry so easily for, you know, wanting space to be alone to think, for asking for help, for crying or bothering someone, feeling like a burden, for saying no, for saying sorry. For being ourselves, you know, for having wants and needs. In effect, saying sorry for for existing. I'm trying to stop saying sorry for things that I don't need to say sorry for. You know, changing, changing the wording. Instead of saying sorry to my husband yesterday because I dropped, um, I dropped a plate and smashed it when I was washing up, he actually cleaned it up. So I said. Thank you for cleaning that up, rather than saying, oh, I'm sorry I dropped that plate and smashed it and you had to clean it up. And also, instead of saying sorry to my friend who gave me a lift somewhere, I just said, thank you for the lift. So I want you guys to think about why you say sorry. Is it because you feel a burden instead of grateful when somebody is supportive? Is it because you've got needs? Is it because you feel afraid of something? Is it to avoid conflict? 
Is it because you blame yourself for everything? Is it rooted in that core shame? Well, that's it for me. I do hope that I've given you something to think about. I hope you all have a lovely week ahead. I'm still working on my garden project. You know, I'll definitely have to tell you all about it. It's been incredible, a really incredible experience. For context, I've lived in this house for 16 years. I've always hated everything about it. Never seen anything good about it, no potential. But honestly, I kid you not, a few weeks ago, I woke up just like any other morning, looked out of the window and I actually saw possibilities. An amazing shift in my perceptions. Almost like I'd been fitted with um, with the correct um, glasses overnight, you know, the correct lenses. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. And, and as ever, uh, please do continue to like, comment, share and subscribe. And hopefully we'll speak soon. So do take care and do try to be kind to yourselves. Bye.